back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet TV special podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch a Muppet family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. Hi, all. I am Stacey Rosen. Great. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you hung out with us for five days and watched Muppet Family Christmas. It's been um, a blast. Great. I'm glad. And in this one, it's uh, minutes 13 and 14. Fozzie and the Snowman finish sleigh ride. And Piggy does some last minute Christmas shopping. So actually, it's it's kind of a nice full circle here, Stacey, because I think Piggy was in your first clip that you talked to us about. It's true. I and had told Ryan again. when he said, did I want to participate in the season? I said, yes, I want at least, I, wa- I, I want a clip where Piggy's on the phone. And then he noticed I have two clips with Piggy on yeah, the phone. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, and both good ones. But uh, before we get to Piggy, Fozzie and the Snowman are still telling jokes. So cold that when I opened the refrigerator door, there was a polar bear inside trying to keep warm and all that. Bunch of nonsense. And the woodland creatures, once again, they love it. They crack up. They're going bananas. Although that one, the the polar bear joke, I love that we see Doc chuckling at it. Yeah, Doc is standing on the porch now watching this. And again, great acting from from Jerry Parks because it's like, it's not the funniest joke he's ever heard, but he's just sort of like chuckling appreciatively. Like, uh, these guys are so silly. He's playing along now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this is the, the development of Doc's character arc. Yeah. He's now laughing at their jokes. Right. The Muppets are funny now. But yeah, so then they do a final verse of Sleigh Ride, and then the song is over. And we talked about how the animals are eating it up. They go bananas. <laughs> Stacey, you have something to add? I just want to say, that bear with its teeth that's singing in the left side of the frame it's terrifying. I don't think any of the Muppet bears in like Muppets Take Manhattan, I don't think any of them had teeth like that. I don't think like, they had right, teeth they have, at have, all. Right, and, none uh, of them have that like ferocious snout. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so at, I, there's also at the end of the song, the shot is where all the animals gather around Fozzie and the snowman and the bear is really tall or seems to be yeah. really tall, which I don't recall noticing before. And I wonder like, is there a puppeteer like on a stepladder like holding up his his arm in this puppet? But yeah, it I is, it is intimidating. I definitely noticed a lot this time. I don't think I noticed him too much before. Yeah, it reminds me of when you go to a zoo or like a national park and they have these signs showing like, Stay away from bears. They're like, they are this much bigger than humans. So if you encounter one, go the other way, you know, like, yeah, this this bear is large and scary. But I wanted to talk about another woodland creature here, which is when the animals are all freaking out, just cheering, a penguin excitedly says, you guys are the funniest comedy team in the business. Yes. (laughs) And that, that would be fun anyway. But it's even more fun because the penguin is Jim Henson. Yep. He did not need to perform this nothing penguin in this special. Like, he he must have just thought it would be fun. Yeah, I love that throughout his his Muppet career, like, he just, I guess he just liked occasionally putting on these little, these little, like, one-line characters. Right, right. Because he, he was certainly, he by this time, he had directed three theatrical feature films yeah right he's like he's like working on the storyteller and all this stuff at this time he could very easily have been minimally involved in this like just shown up to shoot whatever scenes kermit and rolf and the swedish chef have and ernie he wouldn't even have to be yeah you're right like on the set for this specific scene right but there he was playing a penguin who loves fozzy and the snowman so much yeah 
it just it's it's heartwarming like genuinely it's yeah heartwarming. yeah i love it like and he continues to do that like on the jim henson hour he'll pop up sometimes just playing a whatnot or a, a frackle or something mm-hmm. but fozzy is also so excited because fozzy yells kermit yeah he's still outside and we we touched on this a little bit yesterday but <laughs> that yeah that is true i guess if he's loud enough maybe kermit can hear him yeah fozzy you know his whole the whole premise of fozzy is that he's a comedian who's desperate to entertain people and nobody ever likes his act but finally after all these years he has found a way to make this work all he needed was a talking snowman as a partner and now everybody loves him a talking snowman that he built that he built yes yes presumably <laughs> like we don't see obviously the puppet was already constructed yeah but he's just like outside putting a scarf on it like he probably built the snowman right yeah this is like it's like a real elsa situation well and i wonder if there's some kind of metaphor that like success was in his grasp the whole time all he had to do was like really build it with his own two hands yeah although he presumably built chucky as well his ventriloquist dummy <laughs> yeah that didn't work from out the so Edgar well. Bergen episode and that did not work at all no if chucky had been alive like this like the snowman you know yeah. magically come to life you were talking right. earlier uh anthony about um, i forget exactly what it was earlier this week with um some saying or a way that fozzy says something that's very consistent throughout different productions i wanted to ask about the kermit because that i think of muppets take manhattan when he's looking for kermit and i'm wondering has he always said kermit that way I mean, I guess on the Muppet Show, he doesn't have that many occasions to do it, right? Like okay. they're just if they're talking, they're next to each other. Yeah, right. It does feel very fuzzy, though. Like you're absolutely sure. right. Is that w- when he turns the fork in the road in the Muppet movie? Isn't that also oh. a Kermit? He does it there too. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Three definitely makes it a thing. Yeah, man. Frank Oz is so good at just. Coming up with these little little character quirks. Man, Frank Oz, that dude, good at his job. <laughs> Indeed. I'll tell <laughs> they you need what. to give him a raise. They should. <laughs> He's so good at the job that he retired from 20 years ago that they should give him a raise. Exactly. Yeah, he, had done, well, he didn't need to do anything else. He was so good at it. Where else could he possibly Mike go? Drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, had, he was so good at it that he had no choice but to direct middling to fair studio comedies no some of them are very good that's some of them are very good some of them are middling we recently rewatched the stepford wives and for the first two-thirds or so of it it was actually better than i remembered i haven't first time seen the stepford wives Mm. there's a a lot of the newer ones i haven't seen i haven't seen stepford wives i haven't seen death at a funeral yeah i haven't seen um in and of itself yet which i know it's sitting right there on hulu i know i should watch it yeah it's there um but I haven't yet. But I like a lot of the earlier ones. Sure. But in this one, Frank Oz plays Fozzie Bear, who, having yelled Kermit, runs in to the house, slips on the icy patch, which makes, what, 10? Number 10. Number 10. And then he goes into the kitchen to tell Kermit about his new act. But before he can do that, phone rings. And guess who it is? Who do you think it is, Colin? Bart Simpson? Someone in a fabulous coat i have to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's piggy in a fabulous coat what's so what's so fab about it it just it's so festive and she just looks great in it i think there's a coordinating hat that she has on too that sounds like piggy it's a great great christmas eve ensemble (laughs) 
Awesome. And what is she doing? She says Joy and Noel again, second time. And she tells Kermit that she has an itsy bit of Christmas shopping to do. So <laughs> earlier it was a teensy weensy photo session, and now it's an itsy bit of Christmas shopping. Christmas Eve, she's out shopping. That's the worst time. She's been at the mall the whole time, as you know, I believe. Yes, as we previously right. established. Right. Um, I love that she keeps minimizing everything during these calls, right? It's She's just like, make sure to tell Kermit that it's going to be so soon. This time she literally says, I shall be there soon. Ta-ta. Yeah, you know, this is kind of like now when we communicate by text and we're always like, you know, someone texts like, are you on your way here yet? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm halfway there. And actually, you haven't left the house yet. Right. So right. That kind of oh, thing. Oh, is that what that means when I get that text from you? Oh, no, not when I'm texting you. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's something Piggy said that I couldn't make out. I had to call Ryan in to translate for me. What was it, Ryan? I think it's when Kermit says something like, oh, but it's Christmas Eve. And she says, never you fear, my dear, or something. <laughs> Not never you fear, dear. But it sounds like she adds a, like an extra syllable or something. It's like, uh, no, never you fear, dear. Huh. I think she just goes, ah, never you fear. Yeah, like, that, that might be. That, like, that piggy uh, that giggle uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, that might be what it, it is. It comes out really fast, though, and I, I yeah. couldn't make it. I, I actually thought it was gibberish initially. I mentioned this on one of our first two episodes that you weren't yet on, Stacey. But uh, I, we have just the audio, the whole audio of the special on CD. Oh, so I've, okay. I've uh, Scott Hansen uh, ripped it for us 20 years ago, probably. I've listened to that. We like have it kind of on a loop in the car during December every year. So I've heard the audio dozens and dozens more times than I've seen the special. Okay. So I think I think that's why I have no trouble understanding uh, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you don't have the distraction of the visual, so your right. your hearing can be more attuned. Right. I'm just watching the road, eyes on the road. You know. But in this one, what happens? Oh yeah, Piggy. And then the clerk puts something on the counter, and Piggy says. Ooh, green fuzzy flipper slippers. <laughs> Divine, have them gift wrapped. Love it. Which it's wild to me that as far as I know, Henson never made and marketed these. I wrote that down too. They, the Muppet, the, yeah, Disney should sell these now. These would sell. People have, I mean, they're never going to release this special commercially ever again. Right. But people love it so much and have so many fond associations with it that I think people would buy these green fuzzy flipper slippers. At the very least, somebody should make them and sell them on Etsy. Right, because they don't they don't look that much like Kermit. Like they're not It's true. I wouldn't think that they would be like proprietary necessarily. Right. But also um they should have made them at the time like they feel so much like something that you could have got out of the Sears catalog in, in 1987. They were selling a lot of Muppet merchandise yeah. in those days. So yeah. yeah. You'll be happy to know there are several frog feet slippers on Etsy. Oh, oh nice. Good. I'm gonna get are them. any of them fuzzy? They're Do all they look they're all fuzzy. Like these? Yeah they all look like they're fleece. Oh, oh nice. Fun. Okay well I'll probably get Roz some don't tell her. I am happy to hear that. Oh, and they're all from the same, uh, the same props person. Seller. Oh, okay. So, anyways, yeah, I love the uh, flipper slippers, but then that's it. Then Piggy or hangs up, or Kermit hangs up, and we're back to the farmhouse where we see Fozzie again trying to tell Kermit about his new act, and Kermit is all ears. So Kermit says that he's all ears, but then Sprocket barks at something, and Kermit walks away. And that's when we get that uh, looking directly into the camera. Fozzie looks right at us and says, what do you mean he's all ears? 
frogs don't even have ears. Yeah. Which I think is a joke they've made in the Muppet Show before, right? It sure feels like it. In some capacity. With yeah, I don't know. Maybe something similar. Maybe, I mean, yeah. we, we on our podcast talked about how Bill has ears in Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> we didn't know, like, bo- we both didn't notice. <laughs> and then, like, multiple listeners were like, why aren't you talking about Bill's ears? <laughs> Bill has ears. Bill has oh, we ears. should still, we should, we got to sell a t-shirt we talked that about says it. Bill has ears. Yeah. yeah it's going to, people will love it. We'll have to design If a that. listener is wearing Bill has ears, strangers will stop them in the street and say, Bill has ears. Please tell me more. What a strange and interesting new shirt. Why are you wearing that shirt? Yeah. There's a Sesame Street sketch where Grover is selling something to he's selling Kermit. Ear, he's selling <laughs> earmuffs, I believe. Earmuffs, and yeah. Kermit, and does Kermit say ears. that he, frogs don't have ears? Yeah. I mean, obviously, frogs have some sort of auditory receiving organ or, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. They just don't have external I'm reading. ears like we do. I Googled or like it. bears do. It says another cool fact about frogs and toads is that they have ears. They don't have lobes like us, but instead have external eardrums called tympana. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, okay. So frogs do even have ears. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we just can't see them. So what is Sprocket barking at? He's barking at the Swedish chef through the bars of a wooden chair. (laughs) And uh, Doc says then that Sprocket is not a Christmas turkey. Chef says some gibberish, which Ryan, did you happen to... This mecha gobble gobble for news. (laughs) There it is. And then Doc says, I don't care if the turkey says the dog is the turkey. The dog is not the turkey. The turk... That's where we get... Once again... I can't believe that yet again we've had a joke cut off in the middle at the end of a clip. And Stacy, this is your last episode, so you'll never know. You'll never, never even know, know what he, no. he's going to say. Yeah. No, what What is the turkey? I you don't, don't even know. know if that's what he's about to say. He could be yeah. talking about a Turkish towel. The turkey's the Turkish towel. The turkey's the turtle. Yeah. Turpentine. The, tur- <laughs> the turkey's the turpentine. The turkey's the Turk from Scrubs. <laughs> In their cosplay outfit. Swedish chef's going to be JD. The turkey's the turducken? <laughs> yeah, so so we'll never know. Anyways, that does bring us down to the end here. Um, Stacy, this is the last time you're joining us. So any any other thoughts about the special or anything else you want to say to listeners before, uh, before we say goodbye? No, no, I didn't have anything prepared. That's fine. You can take a second to think about it. I just wanted to comment on, you know, what a unicorn sort of experience this whole production was and you know i don't think we'll ever again see forget just all of these characters that we love as muppets but i can't think of any other franchises out there that will ever come together in the way that these did for this production i just think it was a incredibly unique thing for us to experience and i feel so lucky that it was part of our our childhoods, even though I didn't see it until an adult, I feel happy for you guys that it was part of your childhood. Maybe sure. it retroactively feels like part of your childhood. It really does, I have sure, to be yeah. honest. And I can say with certainty that I didn't see it as a child. I just know that if I did see it, it was only once and I didn't, you know, remember it, didn't, it all. It, right. It, it didn't imprint on you. It didn't, but... It also, once I saw it, it felt so familiar in the way that I think it might just for everybody the first time they see it. Sure. Because it yeah. all is all these old friends together again. So you're saying that it looks familiar, vaguely familiar, 
and that there's not a word yet for old friends who've just met. Essentially, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> great. All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us five times in a row, Stacy. What a thrill! Yeah, to have you on. Tons of fun. And, oh, great! I'm glad. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode and a new guest with a different guest. Yeah. Yeah. Who will it be? I I don't know. Come back tomorrow to find out. All right. Goodbye. Joy Noel. Well.